0: Why are you so fearful? How come you have no faith? Because you know the word of God and you read the word of God. You have knowledge of these things, but the knowledge of God's word means nothing if you don't have faith in God's word. That's why every time the water starts to enter into your boat, you scramble and you start to resent God. Why would God even allow? If God is in my heart, why would God allow me to be harmed in this way? Why would God allow me to be going through these problems? But he's really just looking at you while he's in your heart. He's looking at you like, bro, I'm here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning it is Monday here you. on Church oh. Confessions. Oh. He will direct your path. So, what's that fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church for Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Hope you guys had an amazing last week and hope you guys have an amazing start to this week or whatever day that you decide to watch this. I love you guys, I love your support community just keeps on growing and growing um recently we got to a thousand subscribers um and i I think that that's really just a testament to what god is doing here you know like i'm I'm not i try not to be too big on the numbers anymore but you know it's always encouraging to see um that you know it's it's people that that care about what's being said and people that care about you know getting getting closer to god um and man, our, our community is growing spiritually, our community is growing physically, and um, I'm telling you, they've they been talking about our generation and moving further from God, and I think, you know, in a general sense, it's true, right, but at the same time, it's believers in our generation, like, don't get it twisted, Gen Z or Millennium, whatever generation we are, I don't know, but <laughs> um, there's believers in our generation, and, uh, you know, I, I work every day, you know, to do God's will. And I hope that unassociated can really be this global hub for believers, just so we can have support for each other, just so we can speak with each other, just so we can um, grow together. So it was very encouraging to see that. And you know, I love you guys, and I think you guys are going to continue um, till the wheels fall off, or as uh, Danielle would like to say, <laughs> um, till God says no more. Today we're going to be talking about peace. Peace is something that, uh, you know it's it's characterized my life rather very recently but just recently like you know what i'm saying i think that even though a lot of us haven't been doing much the past year um and some of us have been doing a lot it's it's still been hard to find peace it's still been hard for peace to be the main characteristic of our lives um i know for me at least and it's funny cuz you know most of this episode i'm going to be talking to you guys but in my head it's like i'm talking to myself because um this is kind of like the process that I had to get out of to really be able to experience and and, and receive and allow God's peace to be made manifest in my life. So um, I'll start with the rundown of how I got to this episode. Honestly, I've been humbled, ladies and gentlemen. Um, rather recently, I have had to deal with some issues and some situations that um, really stemmed from just some irresponsible decisions that I made. Like it wasn't sin or nothing, but like, it was just like, Oh, I messed up. Oh, I forgot that. Or, Oh, I shouldn't have, um, put that much on my plate. And it, it had made me very anxious it, and it, yeah, well, not anymore. I'm not anxious about it no more, but it had made me very, very anxious. And I was very anxious about this particular problem. Um, and then after that problem came another problem, then came another problem. And you know, what's funny is cause these problems stem from my irresponsibility, if that's a word. Um, and I feel like what it kind of showed me is that like, sometimes God allows, like for us believers, sometimes God allows your back to hit the wall. Like when your back is up against the wall, sometimes God is allowing that um, just so we can remember who's actually running this show. You know what I'm saying? Because um, for a second, they're like, you know, I sometimes my head gets a little big and it's like, you know, I think that, oh, I control this, I control that. Oh, I can win this, I can get... And like that. I feel like that's what we get fed a lot. Not to, like, you know, escape from any accountability, but I feel like we get fed that a lot in society where it's like, go get it. Oh, you know who you is, like, go do this, go do that. And, like, you know, grind this and that. And it's like, for me, I always have a problem um, adopting that mindset and also having this dependency meek mindset on, like, you know, with God. And I feel like sometimes they conflict... And on, and on this end, I was like, you know, oh, let's do this, let's do that, let's do that. And I think, you know, granted, I don't know if I would make different decisions, but it would have just been very much better, like, if I f- had, like, confirmation from the Holy Spirit and kind of just, like, wasn't so eager to go into these different situations. But let alone, I was humbled. Um, and these situations that I brought upon myself made me very anxious. Um, so I had three things that I was praying to God for for a very long time, and it was wisdom, um, patience and peace of mind and today i want to go into um what the holy spirit communicated to me about peace of mind what god has um given me um i was praying wisdom Uh, i was praying for wisdom so i can have endurance and i had an episode on that i forgot which one it was but it was based off of james chapter one um i was praying i was praying for patience because i needed to keep a cool head and i was praying for peace of mind so i could just simply remain sane you know because like even sometimes when like you have something coming up, right? And, like, it's coming up in the future. Even if, like, you have the ability to, like, take care of that, you know, sometimes evil spirits can really get in your head and, like, make you think, oh, like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like, oh, man, like, it, this is so dreadful. Why did you put yourself in a situation? And it's just, like, that's what I was going through. And I just really needed God's peace to, like, you know, chill and, like, to just to just remain sane, really. um. And, you know, before I I experienced that peace, I was thinking to myself, and this is really where I want to get go with this episode, I was thinking to myself that I can't wait till this problem, this particular problem is over. Then life is going to be better. Then life is going to be good. I can't wait till this problem's over. Oh, man. Oh, I I, I wish I can go back to times when I didn't have this problem. When this problem passes, everything's going to be good. Um, And best believe after that problem passed, another problem came. And another problem came after that. And another problem came after that, um, which really brings me to my point. And I think something that's very important about the peace of God, not peace that we get from other places in the world. But the peace of God is that it doesn't have to wait. I, actually, it doesn't it doesn't wait for the storm to end. The peace of God is supposed to stand 10 toes in the storm and not be moved. But many of us, including myself, really, I'm talking about myself, many of us are waiting for the storm to end, waiting for this problem to pass, because we have adopted this idea that we can potentially one day, and if I'm, if I'm talking about myself and it's not you, then oh well, but I feel like I've kind of subscribed to this idea that one day I can achieve a life with no problems here on earth. One day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that one day, I'm going to be at this level. When in actuality, that's simply not the truth. Psalm chapter 34, verse 19, really struck me. It really struck me. And I, I have to have read this uh, chapter before, but this time it really stood out. In verse 19, Psalms 34, 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. That's what the scripture says. Now, there's two clauses in the sentence. Um, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, and then, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. And I'm going to focus on the first clause, and I'm going to focus on the second clause, right? So the first clause says this, many are the afflictions of the righteous. And that's what stuck out to me when I first uh, found this verse, many are the afflictions of the righteous. You know, um, I I just want to say something very clear. And I've said it before, I've said it many times on this podcast, you will always have problems, you will always have problems. Problems will never stop as long as you are breathing on this earth. You will always have problems. Matter of fact, even those times where it feels like you don't have any problems in your life, it's probably because you're ignoring other problems that might exist. Not to say that that's bad. I'm just saying oh, maybe it's bad sometimes. But you will always have problems, ladies and gentlemen. There will always be a problem lurking around the corner. But the thing is, so many of us have issues because we are really thinking that it's possible to not have problems on this earth. You know, even to the point where we start to resent God when we do have problems, because like, God, what the heck? But God never said that we're never going to have problems. In fact, if we're talking about the word of God, the word of God has told us, even out of Jesus' own mouth, he has affirmed that we will have problems on this planet. He said we will face many tribulations. Jesus said that John chapter 16, verse 33. He said the world will hate you and the world will persecute you. He He said that in John 15, 18 to 20. We got to divorce this idea. We got to divorce this action that we've been doing to chase after this struggleless life. There's no struggles in life that we want. We're going to attain this life. Where we're not going to have any problems. We're going to have all these great things in our lives and, and nothing's going to be bad. We have to divorce that idea because it's never going to happen here on earth. In fact, we're chasing after something that we already have. We want a life with no sorrow. Well, if you're a believer, you have that. You, have, you receive that when you ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior and to come to your heart, when you affirm the gospel. You know why? Because you are scheduled <laughs> to have a life with no problems in heaven. You are scheduled to have a life with no problems, living in God's eternal light. But it's funny because some of us are still chasing after a life with no problems here within the 80 to 90 years that we have here on earth. As if we're chasing for he- to find heaven here on earth. I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen for you. It's not going to happen in this world. It's not going to happen if Jesus Christ is not the king in the light of this world. It's not. The evil in this world, the darkness in this world, you will have tribulations. You will have afflictions. Many will you have. And it's talking about many. The righteous man has many afflictions. That's what the verse says. The righteous one. Let alone the wicked one. These afflictions, you know, and it's not always going to be your fault. It's not always going to be because of your sin. The devil don't like you. He don't. So why are we still chasing for things that we have already? Why are we still chasing for things that are now our inheritance? Eternal life is our inheritance as believers eternal life with no sorrow. It's our inheritance as believers. Why are we still seeking our inheritance here on this earth? We have it. It's coming. When I divorced this mindset, when I, when I came to this realization and realized I had to divorce this mindset of achieving a life with no problems, what it did for me is it helped me to be more patient. Not only did it help me to be more patient, it also help me to be less dramatic and frustrated whenever issues arise, because I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm so I'm such in a hurry to get rid of this problem. Some problems are like really unbearable. So I understand that. And like, you know, we and we pray to God. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray to God to get out of issues. But sometimes it's like, you know, we praying to God to deliver us from issues that, you know, he wants us to stay in for a little while because it's going to grow us. Right. Um, and it's like, when you realize that you're never going to get to a point where you have no problems in life, it makes you a little bit more patient when you're going through the problems that you're going through right now, because another one's coming after this anyways, I might as well stay in this and I might as well get everything I need to get learn anything I need to learn, grow anyhow, I need to grow. And then I'll go on to the next one. Life is filled with problems. And I feel like anybody who reads Psalms, right? If you read Psalms all the way through, or at least the David's portion, you will recognize this. Because one minute David would be saying, God, you are amazing. Then The next minute, like, God, save me from my enemies. Don't forsake me. And it's like, this is, this just goes back and forth, back and forth, because many are the afflictions of the righteous. It's a fact. It's a fact, I know, and you may not like it, but I promise you that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, one day it's going to end. All of them is going to end. And that's going to be when we are with God for eternal life. I don't the reason why I say this is because like me I don't want you guys waiting to exhale. I don't want you guys waiting for every storm in your life to pass in order for you to breathe because God wants you to breathe freely. Why does God want us to breathe freely? Because the second clause in this in this in this verse Psalm chapter 41, verse 19, it tells us the Lord delivereth him out of them all. All of your afflictions, God delivers you out of one way or another. And I'm going to say this. Even the ones that are there to kill you, God has already delivered you out of them. Why? Because after you die, you go to heaven. Hello? We read these things and we have the knowledge of God's word. But Let me tell you this. Do we actually believe god's word and i was asked that question because it's there the verses are there the verses are there that peace is always something we have access to that peace is one of the fruits of the spirit that jesus has left his peace with us even though we're going to face all the tribulations we have this peace of god peace of god that surpasses all understanding the verses are there but do we actually believe them when he tells us to fear not, don't be dismayed, because he's with us, because he's there to help us. Isaiah 41 and uh, 10. When he tells us that he's never going to leave us nor forsake, it says that multiple times in the Bible. I'm t- Hebrews chapter th- 13, verse 5. If we do believe these things, then why are we so flustered all the time? I feel like if we if we actually believe these things, then it would be evident in the ways that we live our lives. It would be evident by us not being completely flustered and going crazy every time that something bad happens in our life or something doesn't go according to the plan. Do we believe that this storm is subject to God? Do we believe that? Because what I'm trying to tell you is that the person in our heart is sovereign over the storm. That's why you can have peace. The person that has conquered the storm is the one that's living in your heart. Peace be still story. Mark chapter four, verse 35 to 40. It says, and the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Jesus said unto them, let us pass over onto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is still asking us this same question every time that we get flustered. Why are you so fearful? How come you have no faith? Because you know the word of God and you read the word of God. You have knowledge of these things, but the knowledge of God's word means nothing if you don't have faith in God's word. That's why every time the water starts to enter into your boat, you scramble. And so you start to resent God. Why would God even allow, if God is in my heart, why would God allow me to be harmed in this way? Why would God allow me to be going through these problems? But he's really just looking at you while he's in your heart. He's looking at you like, bro, I'm here. In fact, it's a bit embarrassing. And I'm not saying God says that we're embarrassing him, but this is Emmanuel talking. It's kind of embarrassing that every time that we go through life, we say that we know God, we have faith in God. But every time we go through something physically on this earth, we're asking God, why are you letting us go through? As if we are not more than a conqueror in all things through Christ. As if. Because if we really believed that, every time we enter a problem, we wouldn't be resenting God. We'd just be like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that. Okay, I'm ready for that. Because I have God in me. The person that has conquered this storm is on my boat. The person that conquered this storm is in my heart. So I don't have to fear this storm. I don't have to fear the issues. I don't have to fear the situations. (laughs) God is telling you to chill out, bro. Act like you got some sense. You don't have to fear. He literally told you not to be anxious. So there's some of us that have listened to the first half of this episode or more than half of this episode um, And you know, we're saying amen. Amen. Amen, you know, you preaching today. Amen And um, we act like we got the point, but I don't think I want to go a little deeper All right, because you know, I asked what I was thinking but god, you know went a little deeper than than I thought he was gonna go um Because I have to ask you the question is your peace the peace that you have in your life right now Is it a product of god's spirit in you? or Is it a product of you just having confidence in your abilities? And you might be like, huh? huh? Like, is it bad to have confidence in your abilities? Well, I feel like when you always root it back to God, that that's what matters. But some of us, we're not at peace because of God's control in our lives. We have faith that God is in control of our lives. It's just that right now we have control of everything in our lives, presumably. We have control. The control is in our hands. Some of us, you know, we even use this mindset because we're control freaks. We use this mindset to control people. We use this mind tre- mindset to control situations and all of that stuff. And we tie ourselves out. And the source of our peace is not God. It's our own abilities, our track record. Maybe a lot of us have a lot of wins. Whenever things are placed on our, on our plate and we finish it without praying to God, oh, bet. Like we're more confident in our own abilities, let alone God's over there, whatever. We're confident in our talent as if God didn't give it to us, but we're confident in our talent and we don't have peace in God's control. We have peace in our control. But the problem with this is that what happens when you mess up, right? You mess up and now you're all flustered. Now you're in a story. Now you're in a problem that you can't fix and now you're all flustered. Why? Because the source of your peace wasn't reliable. You and your idea that you can control everything. The source of your peace wasn't reliable. So if I can talk to people like that, I will let you know this. If you having peace, if your peace comes from how you can handle problems and how you can control things, you will not last. You have to put your peace in God because he's the sovereign God over the entire universe. I don't want us to get peace by trusting in our own flesh. I want us to get peace by trusting in God because Jeremiah chapter 17, starting at verse five what does it say. Thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. Whose heart departed from the Lord. So many of us, and I'm going to read the rest. So many of us, while we're trusting in our own abilities, we don't even recognize that our heart is departing from the Lord. Because we, we, we feel like we don't need him anymore. Remember when I said that sometimes God allows our backs to hit the wall because he needs to remind us that he's the one that's running this show? that's where i was at i i started trusting in oh my ability oh i'm so wise i'm this i'm that like okay i'm smart i'm a go-getter i'm this and it's like you know that's cool and all until you reach something that's bigger than you it's bigger than you the situation becomes bigger than you and now you're in the bathroom crying because now you can't control this one Your peace was was in your own flesh. Your trust was in your own flesh. Your trust was in your own abilities. Not you weren't worried about God. Verse six says, for he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places of the of the wilderness and a salt land and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in um, the year of drought. Other versions say and shall not be anxious in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. May God bless you in your reading and saying of His word in Jesus name. Amen. The flesh will fail you, ladies and gentlemen. Trusting in your own self will fail you. Trusting in your own self even creates a tendency for you to leave God behind and you have your heart depart from God as we read here in Jeremiah chapter 17. Why do so many of us look to our flesh and our own and look to control things in the first place? I think that in my, in my, in my case it's because when I trusted God, I got in problems. When I trusted God, I got in problems. So then I had to, okay, well, God's allowing me to get into problems. Now I got to get into the driver's seat and I got to knock knock things out. You know, because this really goes back to the idea and it's the problem that we have, that we think that serving God means that we shouldn't have problems. And if we're serving God and bad things happen, we try to, oh, well, that wasn't the right technique. So I have to move to the next technique and I have to control everything. That's, that's our reaction. But I want to bring our attention to verse eight when it says that. And they shall not be and she shall not be careful in the year of drought. She shall not be anxious in the year of drought. Isn't it funny how it didn't say that they'll never experience the year of drought? The word of God says you will not be anxious in the year of drought, meaning the year of drought will come. The heat will come. But you will be sustained in the heat. You will be sustained in the year of drought. Why? Because you have put your trust in the Father. Isaiah 40, 42 verse 2 says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, they, th- thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Look, it didn't say that you're never going to go through the waters. It didn't say that you're never going to go through the rivers. It didn't say that you're never going to walk through the fire. But when you go through the waters. They will not overflow you. They will not drown you when you go through the flame, when you walk through the flame, they will not burn you. Yeah, these things can be hard, but they're not going to finish you. Because your trust is in God. You know, the way my dad would preach it sometimes is that, you know, whenever Satan, uh, you know, whenever Satan's like attacking us, God raises a little standard. He does this, you know, God, God raises a standard. He said, this is how far you can go. Look at what happened with Job. He literally was saying that, OK, well, I'm allowing this to happen, but I have put a measure to how far I can go. That's the God that we serve. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, ladies and gentlemen. Get rid of this idea that, oh, because you have a relationship with God, you're not going to face problems. You will face problems. God has assured you that you will, you will face problems. But he's also assured you that when you face these problems, he's going to be right there with you. God's expecting us. The rain is going to fall, but God's the one that's expecting us to have faith, expecting us to have built our life on the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ, on the firm foundation that is the rock, the one who has conquered the rain. The one who has conquered the rain. Neither shall you cease from yielding fruit. The problems in our lives, they don't have to slow us down. They don't have to make us unproductive. They don't have to make us now not bring about the fruits of the spirit. No, no. And if that's going on in your life, I would I would ask you to check your faith. I would ask you to make sure that you actually believe the word of God that you know. Breathe, ladies and gentlemen. Breathe. You're facing a problem. It's annoying. I know. I know. And it's hard. I know. Annoying and hard is an understatement. I'm not even going to try and you know, final word to to encapsulate all of it. No, it, it's, this stuff is hard. It's hard. But I want you to know that God is right there with you. And he has raised the standard for how far this thing can go. And I need you to have faith. Because you don't have faith. All this, all this that I talked about right now, it means nothing to you. It means nothing to you. He will take care of you one way or another. He will take care of you one way or another. I promise you that. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this episode. Thank you so much for this message, Father God, and I pray that it pierces your children in their hearts, and their minds, oh God. Help it to be stained in the back of their head, Father God, to know that I must have faith, to know that I need to trust in you, not in my own flesh, not in things that I can do, Father God, but trust in you because you are the only reliable source of our peace, and we know that now. Father God, help us, Father God, to, to know that, hey, you know, we're gonna continue to have problems here on earth, Father God, but every problem that we face, We are more than conquerors through Christ. Every problem that we face, you are right there with us to be with us and to help us, Father God. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be dismayed. We don't have to fear. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be anxious because those that trust in you, we're not anxious. We're not anxious in the years of drought. Let your peace that surpasses all understanding engulf, overwhelm us, our hearts and our minds, Father God. And let your name be glorified in our lives. Jesus, my team, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. Um, I really hope this episode could help. If you know somebody who needs this episode, please do not hold it from them. Make sure that you send it to your friends. Um, Yeah, you guys have an amazing week. I'll be back next week. Episode 99. Love you guys. Peace.